On this week's episode of Circles Off, we're going to get into a variety of topics, including how to bet when there's a major injury in sports. Do you fire right away? Do you wait? Does it depend on the market? We'll talk about all of that. We're going to talk about the legit system, which was come up with by someone else on Twitter in terms of evaluating whether or not someone is scamming you as a tout and whether there's longevity to this type of system. And finally, Johnny hands down a challenge to me, which... I don't think I can back down from all that and more on this week's Circles Off. Come on, let's go! Welcome to Circles Off, episode number one thirteen, right here on the Hammer Betting Network. Rob Pozzola, joined by Johnny from Betstamp. How goes? One thirteen. Matt Sundin, number thirteen, five hundred goals. I broke this up for you. Oh, today. Come on, this is—it's not in a case. It's not, buddy. Covered. How is that it's not, not in a plastic? It's not worth anything. How is that not in a Matt plastic? Sundin upper deck. Where? What year is this from? Let me see this thing. Wow, that's a classic. Matt Sundin is my favorite professional athlete of all time. What a legend! Without a doubt, never won anything. Yeah, mine too. That 500th goal against the Calgary Flames. Something about that mouth guard he wore whenever he was smiling—that was all yellow and just looked like pure stained teeth. I, I love that. You know what I will say. Guy had a lot more PIMS than I remember. Matt Sundin. He had a 94 PIM season. One thing I used to respect about Sundin is how he'd muck it up in the crowd. Just put like a guy in the headlock and like, he's big. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. One wow. of, one of, sorry to, for all the Toronto sports fandom here. One of the most disrespectful moments in the history of sports. And I will never forgive Daniel Alfredson of the Ottawa Senators when for fake the stick throw. Matt Sundin got suspended for, he broke a stick on a play, like taking a shot, and he threw the remainder of the broken stick into the crowd. And Great souvenir for a lucky fan. That's all he was thinking about, obviously, is he wanted the souvenir for the lucky fan. But next time they played the Ottawa Senators, Daniel Alfredson broke a stick, and he faked to throw it in the crowd. And ever since, I hope that guy fucking rots. Daniel well, I, Alfredson. Daniel Alfredson, a big rival Daniel to Alf- the Leafs. Yeah, big that was a scumbag. True <laughs> scumbag Ottawa senator. Uh, there's other 13s, obviously, Dan Marino. They're actually country one. mates, them two. They are country mates. Yeah. They, played, uh, makes, they, makes they won so the goal. Worse. Completely disrespects, uh, disrespected him. Um, back in the day for the Buffalo Bills, Stevie Johnson used to wear number 13. Yeah. I only bring this up because one of my best friends played a Madden game against Stevie Johnson at a local establishment called Weggs and got absolutely taken to the woodshed by Stevie Johnson. So they're picking, it was like a contest giveaway at Weggs and Stevie Johnson was there one day and it was like, you know, you, the, the reward, not a great one, was to play Stevie Johnson in Madden. Oh, that was the prize. That was the prize. You get a game of, of Madden against Stevie Johnson. And... It was a 1v1. By the way, I'm just dying of laughter here. I'll let the cat out of the bag. Johnny's been waiting for this coffee for like the last three minutes, and he's been doing like these, I've been these trying to subtle signal. hand signals that have not been working to get the attention of Jason. Thank you, buddy. We don't treat Jason like scum usually, by the way, either. This is just a one time Johnny needed a coffee. Thank you, man. Anyways, Stevie Johnson. So my buddy Steve gets the place. Steve gets the play Steve. And Stevie Johnson is going through and he, he immediately picks the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. 
And, and my buddy Steve's like, you're not going to play with the Bills? He's like, nah, man, the Bills stink, whatever. Like, he's playing for the Bills at the time. He the was Bills, the number one receiver the at that year. Bills that year. stink. Played for the Raiders. It was like a pure abbreviated game, so they wouldn't have to have this guy play for like 40 minutes. They shortened the quarter length and everything, and he still won like 35 nothing. Ball hawk on defense. Played with like the middle linebacker. Just destroyed my friend. That's the entirety of this. I'll never forget, though, he was wearing his Bills 13, playing as the Raiders, saying that the Bills stink. But the most important, number 13, very contro- some very controversial stuff. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt, the legend of the game. If people don't know the story of Wilt Chamberlain, he wrote a book in, I believe it was like 1991 when it was published, in which he stated that he slept with 20,000 different women in his lifetime. 20,000. Now, I'm a math guy. That's how I bet on sports. I think it's fair to assume, like, an age of, what, 15? 15-ish, when you might start. He is a seven-footer. He is a seven-footer. Might have hit puberty in the <laughs> lottery. Well, I mean, he could have hit puberty earlier and got like third. But for sake of argument, 15. He published his book when he was 15. I wasn't even saying it. I'm just saying. I'm just making a comment. He was a seven-footer. I think Jack is... Uh, Jack. Zach is conflating your comment for like with penis size. That's what he's... I don't think that's what it was meant to be. 40 years. 20,000 women. 500 different women a year. 1.4 women a day. It's doable. Do you believe it or no? It depends on like, now we're getting into like the, the details of it, right? Because he was known to be a guy that liked threesomes. It's publicly out there. Friends of his have said that since, he's, since he passed away in the, in the 90s. He's like a big threesome dude. So if you're counting both chicks in a threesome, could, it could easily be the case. It's a lot though. 20,000, 1.4 a day. Well, it significantly cuts down the amount of days that you have to have if you just include multiple women in the same same round. It's true, because if he's just having big orgies or something like that. You never know. Yeah, I mean, they said he liked threesomes, but maybe he liked five, six in there. Who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, I, what am I going to say? No, he didn't do it? I don't know. I didn't know him. I know. I don't know <laughs> him either. I just think it's, it's a little bit of a stretch. He has said other things before that some people, like producer Zach find very controversial what else did he say he said that he benched 500 before yeah okay that i believe that arnold schwarzenegger uh said that he's the strongest person he's seen work out he said it's, it's not listed on the screen here but i read i read it before arnold That's schwarzenegger said up. wilt chamberlain is the strongest person he's because wilt chamberlain is a seven footer you obviously bench 500 i mean listen i'm not saying every seven footer can but that's that's well within realm to bench 500. He was well, a freak athlete also. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Okay, but Shaq. he was 7-1 with the frame of me, not the frame of Shaquille no, O'Neal. No, no, no. He was not with the frame of you. Go pull <laughs> up the photos. He was still good. He was still in shape, bro. I, w- I want to know Wilt Chamberlain's weight. Wilt, honestly, is Where one was of few on players. Where was he on the body mass index? Here's what I will say this. Give, hear me out on this hot take. I obviously... Like, listen, respect the hell out of, like, Wayne Gretzky, greatest NHL player of all time, no doubt. But you take him from back in the day with that equipment, that everything, like, set wooden Hespler hockey stick, straight curve, barely any tape on the stick. Like, his shot's not going to be that good when you put it in today's game. Say it how it is. You take Wilt, plop him in today's game, 
in like his shorts, same equipment, whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be the goat, but like he's still going to play. He's going to be fine. He's going to have to learn to shoot the three though. No, he doesn't. There's tons of centers that don't shoot the three. He's I, a seven no, footer. He, he'll play. Not good ones. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I'm not saying he's going to be the goat, but take him and put him in today's day. I think he'll play. He weighed in at... Take other guys from his generation, from other sports, yeah, put them in today's I, I day, they can't play. I don't disagree with it. Especially if you have, like, the bodybuilding king, Arnold Schwarzenegger, saying, like, he's, like, one of the most athletic people he's ever encountered. I don't... I, don't I th- barely know the guy. He's a different generation. But, like, to say that, oh, he's a lying, he's lying, he didn't bench 500, I think that's outrageous. Well, like, he, he could have easily bench 500. He's a seven-footer. I would say, after do, looking into the facts, he played a lot of his career at over 300 pounds. So he's easily benching 500. Yeah, it'd be a shock if he didn't bench 500, to be honest. He could could totally do it. If he tried. I'm saying assuming he was was hitting the weight room for his whole career, then yeah, it's possible. But you got to ask yourself, if he's hitting the weight room for his whole career, how is he banging 1.4 women a day? (laughs) How does he find the time? Something is not adding up here in this story. I can't comment. I literally don't know the guy. So you're going to tell me to say if he's lying or not? I don't know. I I never met him. Could easily be true. It could easily be true. I know one thing is true, and that is Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book. Now available to bettors in Ontario. Find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus, not available in the U.S. And of course, as always, we preach it all the time. Please play responsibly, especially in a month. Football season coming up. It's a time where things can get out of hand. So play responsibly, but do play at Pinnacle if you're in Ontario. We cannot preach it enough. A lot of interesting things over the course of the past week. We got Bet Bash coming up next week. Are you going out to Bet Bash? We haven't talked about this, really. You're out, you're going out, no? It's going to be a game-time call. GTD. It's going to be a game-time call, but right now, minus one... I'm just thinking percentage here. About a minus 85. Minus yes. 185. I can move that price to minus 500 if I bet the plus right now. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? You would want me to lose so bad on betting oh, you not yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, that you could. You would, that I could move the price to minus 500. Yeah, technically. Uh, I I did this. I didn't book my travel yet. What a mistake. That. You're getting rinsed on the flight? Not only am I getting rinsed on the flight, but there's like, no, there's no, I just figured out I was going to book a hotel last minute. It's, it's disastrous. No room at Circa anymore. Circa doesn't have room on like the Thursday and Friday. Where night. are you staying? I, I don't have, I don't have anything booked yet, man. I might just get a rental car and sleep in the rental car. No, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You, you can, I mean, stadium swims open. I said 24 seven. I don't even think it is. The I casinos love, are open two four seven. The room I had on stadium swim last year was amazing. But you got to be able to like sleep through some some noise. It's party so, party raucous atmosphere. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We never talked about this. We talked about the panel that you guys were doing, and we didn't give away any info here on the show. Johnny, Johnny needs his kudos because he guessed what was going to happen. And no, I didn't guess that many. You were pretty Dude, damn close. You were pretty close. Who, okay, who, what did I what did I miss? I think you said well, it was the craziest be- one. Was you just were like. Ravel. But did you? You no, you but that was because he mentioned it twice. And that wasn't even a guess, man. That was uh, me reading the man. See, that's what I like about it. That wasn't just a shot in the dark. 
That yeah. was like, ah, Ravel's name came up in this episode. No, he had mentioned it probably three times over the course of the week. And I didn't know why, because he had never mentioned Ravel. And then he, he bashed him in the episode. I'm like, dude, something's up. It's got to be, he's, he's been hearing about Ravel recently. Yeah, I should- you took such a dig at him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's also blocked, Rob's also blocked by him on Twitter. So it's not like he just saw it on his phone. It must have been something bigger than that. Yeah. I actually remember what I said. Now that I think back on it, it was, uh, it was something about athleticism. And I yes. said, like, oh, it's, it's not like this guy's a Ravel or something like that. <laughs> Which was in, in commentary of, like, the 40-yard dash that we've all seen him run before. Where, like, his, his feet don't come up off the ground. It's a very weird running style. Like Are you hyped for that panel? Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm hyped, but, like, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of just excited to see how it goes. Like, we did a pre-conference quick 15 minute chat on zoom about like, these are going to be the general discussion points. I think it's going to be interesting that we're going to have the room. Like this is right after the Billy Walters interview. So everybody's going to be there for Billy Walters. And then it's immediately the panel afterwards. There's going to be a, a lot of people there. Are you going to meet Billy Walters? I don't know. You're going to call him Mr. Walters. I'm going to call him William Walters. Will Walters. Willie Walters. Willie Walters. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to meet him or not. I'm going to see what he has to say. <laughs> you call him William Walters. William. Willie Walnuts. Willie. Yeah, just come up with some name that will obviously upset him. No, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to introduce myself as Robert Mickelson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how he is. I'm, uh, yeah, Robbie, Robbie Mickelson. No relation to, the, to Phil. Actually, he's my uncle. <laughs> uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just wish I booked my travel earlier instead of being an idiot, but I'm going straight from Las Vegas to Knoxville, Tennessee to rematch Rufus in mini golf. Are you? I'm basically going to do this till I win. And then once I win, I'm going to keep doing it because I'm going to have a winning streak. Dude, you're, you're 0-2 right now. You've lost everyone money. <laughs> you know what? The people that are that are betting on me for this stuff. He got steamed in both events, so you know he like, truly actually did lose everyone money. Dude, people don't really like understand the pressure I feel at these events relative to the people that I'm facing. Like Jeff Feinberg rolls out there, he's smoked a spliff, like he's all, he's loosey goosey on the course. You know, like he doesn't give a fuck if he loses to me. There's no sweat for me. I roll around in bed. I can't sleep. Rufus, like, I expect to lose to him. I expect it, but I still can't deal with it. <laughs> and I'm like, who's a, who's a famous athlete that would have always crumbled under pressure? Someone who just can't win when it counts. Tony Romo, I guess. Phil Rivers? Phil Rivers, yeah, maybe. Romo? Phil Rivers, 10 kids, man. Wait, what who actually cracks under pressure the most? Biggest, biggest, like, I don't That's know. That's a good question. I don't know. Who cracked and just didn't, who couldn't win? Like, just shit their pants every single time. Greg I guess the Norman. F- You're Greg Norman. Greg Norman. I'm Greg. I am. I am. At the Greg. Masters. Why? Does he not? No, have a- wasn't like, who, who blew Jean Vandeveld or whatever? What, remember when he blew that, yeah. like, four-stroke lead? Molinari. No, Norman <laughs> has that crazy uh, photo of him on the, on the 18th fairway because he just shit himself basically and just crapped away his yeah it was at the masters it was like in the mid 90s he blew the Masters. he 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 pulled 
like recently Spieth blew the Masters uh, the year that Danny Willett won. These were guys that, yeah, there's a lot of chokers. There's actually a bleacher. I'm not going to go through the entire bleacher report. Top 40 biggest chokers in sports history. Get a click for every single page. This is the funniest. <laughs> so why are those pleated suit pants? Oh, the, the pants were the were the best, man. Style back in the day. Payne Stewart, rest in peace, died in a plane crash, actually, um, while he was like in the prime of his career. But some of the golf attire back in the day. Uh, recently, I watched an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where uh, Rob McElhaney, who goes by Mac in the show, broke out uh, a, like an NBA suit that they used to wear in like the early 2000s. Do you remember these suits? Yeah. And how baggy these yeah. things were? They're they're hilarious, man. Dude, Shaq used to chirp everyone's clothes, and then he was himself wearing the most like they're fine suits. I'm saying, but like, dude, they were dresses. They're like lab coats. These things. This is Zach's pulling up the 2003 NBA draft photo. Look at these suits, man. Look at Carmelo in this thing. Dwayne, like, these are absurd. Wait, wait, zoom in. <laughs> these, these are. Look at that suit in the middle, man. That's, who's, who's in the middle there? Okay, two over from Dwayne Wade. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. On the left, look at that suit, <laughs> man. Holy shit. Look at the amount of different colors, too, in these suits. Oh, look at Braun. That's. I mean, this but, is, you know what the thing is though? Like stop, like fashion is cyclical. Bro, LeBron James is like, he's quite literally stepping on the back of his suit. It's so long. He <laughs> can't even, you can barely even see his shoes, but this is going to come back into fashion at some point in our lives. Like, think about that for a second. I know. Why do we, why do we even bother working out? Just get back. Just get back. I mean, maybe that's what, maybe that's what the style was back in the day. Wilt was putting everyone to shame and then early 90s with this 500 pound bench press and everyone said ah baggy suits are the way to go all right what do we got for today here rob uh i want to ask you a question because this came up um in sports betting this week and i think there's a lot of applications for stuff like this going forwards joe burrow strains his calf this week no one knows that at first it's just a tweet from Schefter saying he got carted off at practice two minutes later a video comes out of him, of the play. Non-contact. Him rolling out, non-contact, goes down to the ground, holding his leg. And I guess I I quote tweeted that, and it was along the lines of, you know, hope Burrow's okay, which I obviously do. Like it's, you know, I actually, I have bets on like Steelers win total over this year, but I, I don't wish, you know, bad on any quarterbacks or whatever. Um, but like a lot of the responses I were, was getting was like, hope you got down on Bengals under hope you got down on this and I've done stuff like this before in life I've I've mentioned the Teddy Bridgewater injury years ago gruesome injury in practice I bet the Vikings win season win total under but I actually think that there's a lot of situations where you just don't have to rush to get down on something and in fact I would argue that it actually might be more detrimental if you're a good better, let's say, right? You expect to win in the long run. It might actually be more detrimental to act on this news than it would be to just do nothing with it. Why? You, you have two situations for one. One, you do not know the extent of the injury at all. It's a rush to market from everyone that like, okay, he got carted off. The likelihood it's going to be, you know, significant injury. Boom, do it. 
That's number one. So you have you hold some inherent risk in it not being a good position at all. And there's a possibility Joe Burrow might not even miss a regular season game right now, based off of it being a strained calf. Yeah, but what if it was a torn? What if it was a torn meniscus? For sure, Com- different. Now, if it was that, you're going to get X amount of money down on that, but you're pretty much going to get restricted at every single one of those outs, except for the pinnacle. Except for pinnacle. And literally what I was about to say is if you were going to do something like that, you have to hit the outs that are not going to restrict you first. And that might move the market or whatever, but that's what you have to do because there's no risk or downside other than the injury may not be as significant as it appears. But first of all, you're not going to play this in like a paperhead account under Bengals season wins, and it's going to be in the account for the duration of the entire season. You've talked about betting futures in paperhead accounts before. Bad idea. Bad idea. Second thing is, if you do play it at all the recreational shops, it's like the tr- there's literally going to be a trader that's going to go through the entire betting history of that day and is going to see all those that come in and it's going to be click, limits lowered, click, limits lowered. Like, is it worth it? It's it's not like a massive edge, by the way, either. It. it an injury that yeah, keeps if him he up. was out for the year, it's a massive edge. Sure. If it, it, but if you're telling me like what I play that limits aside, uh, just had like you know easy me versus you. We were just betting between us two. Like yeah, I would play right away. Of course, yeah. play the under because like the the uh, worst case scenario, you lose a little bit of vig, especially if you're line shopping. You lose a little bit of vig on the total, which is probably a somewhat efficient total anyways, given this time of the year. Yeah. Best case scenario is for you again, not in general, but Joe Burrow's up for the season. Great. You you crush that. You're probably getting like two, three wins of CLV on that. Yep. And in addition, if Joe Burrow misses one game, your bet's above water. So you're you're risking a little very little for like a good bet. So I mean account stuff aside, I would hundred percent play it as soon as I heard the news, even if it was completely unsure. Like as soon as I saw that video, I would have played. So but agree with you on that stuff. I wouldn't play it in certain areas. Yeah. So we did. So I guess there's a agree to disagree type of situation. The thing for me is the duration that the bet has to play out. Like but it doesn't matter in certain occasions. That's this is all like uh, it's there's hypothetical for hypotheticals. Sure. But for like, again, if it was just between me and you, we yeah. didn't no post up the money. Yeah. Just like, would you take this bet? Yes. yes no. Like I'm betting that. Without a doubt. So it, it's more like Again, so there's all sorts of betters that watch and listen to this, right? If you're a pure rec better and your your wagers are small amounts, I'm not unit shaming, whatever. Everybody's got to bet within their own means and bet their bankroll as they see fit. If you're a 10 20 better, you hear Joe Burrow went down at practice, you know, holding his leg, got carted off the field. Sure, go and bet this Bengals win total under. Go and bet against them in week one. Do whatever you want to do because the downside in you losing your recreational sportsbook account is it's very low. Very limited. But when you have a recreational sportsbook account that you know you're going to have a certain EV on that over your lifetime, I would not be rushing to, to, to blast it in those accounts. It's different than a, like an, uh, an NFL game the week of where that get, that's going to settle that week. You know, you're, you know, you know if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in practice, you know, there's going to be like a 10-point swing on the spread. Maximum EV for that week. You take that shot and, okay, if you get limited, you get limited, but you're sitting on like a very, very good price in like a pretty high liquidity market, right? Relatively speaking. Yeah. 
good points on all. Good points on all. But it's really just an account issue here. This isn't even an issue of whether it's a play or not. Yeah. Look, we, we can both agree that there's, uh, in the long run, if you see injuries in sports and you react to them in real time, there is positive expected value. Well, it's came out now that Burrow is like, is, you know, it's not a season-ending injury. Correct. He's probably going to be ready, or it's unclear if he's going to be ready, but like, there's a chance he's ready for week one. Right. And if he's out, there's, it's probably likely he'll be back week two or three. Yeah. And in that scenario, which is like a mild one, no, not as bad news, I would still love the play on the original number. Yeah. The under. Yep. So it's really just the account issue that For you're sure. saying. It's, it's more so like I would never – like I think generally speaking, you react to injuries in sports, especially if you know the player is of value. Like forget, you know, if Joe Mixon is out – you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, if Joe Mixon goes down and gets carted off the field, knock on wood that he doesn't, but I'm not going to go and play on that. So provided, you know, the players that matter, I think generally speaking, reacting to injury news is a, a great way to get plus EV. These, these uh, totals are so tight now in terms of spreads. But if you, if you line shop that as long as you're picking off best price, as long as you're actually hitting best price in market, like if you told me there's a 38% chance Burrow misses week one, you already would have an edge on that total under. Yep. 50% chance Burrow miss. Again, just because the spreads are so tight anyways, in the when you line shop across the whole market and look at the regular season win total market, like you're not paying much Vic. If you were paying minus 15 aside, like the traditional one book hold, then yeah, you told me, okay, Burrow's got a 30% chance of being a week one. You're probably not, not plus EV on that. But if you're paying like, I don't know, three cent hold, like you are going to be up above water yes so for me what it comes down to is everywhere that i bet i have some sort of general ev of what that that is worth like like i know of a, a certain spot for example let's say you had a high credit pph right again i'm not betting futures into pphs so it's a it's a bad idea to like use that as an example but i would never immediately just go bet there and like risk the agent seeing that I bet that right away and getting the limits cut. Like that would be not worth it in the long run. So I, I, I'm, I'm always interested in this topic because, you know, I'll get sort of a message that's like, this guy's out, go bet it, run, 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 like do this and that. And it's, this, the situations are very different depending on where you can bet it, what time of the week it is, how long it's going to take for the bet to settle. So I don't think it's just apples to apples. And a lot of people are just messaging me like, oh, how much did you get down on this and whatever. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't go and bet it because it's detrimental to me to bet it in the spots where it's going to be the most valuable to actually play it in the long run. All right, what else we got here? I know um, I've been looking forward to discussing this here. If are we getting into the doc at doc better? Yes. So or doc, buddy, better. friend of the show, friend of the show. I uh, doc open invitation to come on. If you want to come on the pod, I've public, tried, I've tried a few times. I, he doesn't want to come on, but he does have it in his bio that he was as once mentioned on circles off. So maybe you could be as once featured on circles off. If you want to come on here a few times, he's been mentioned. I will say I, I talk to, uh, I'm sorry. I chat with doc pretty regularly offline i've never once seen him never met him uh never heard his voice it's a complete mystery to me i have no idea we'll get a scramble a scrambler voice scrambler if you want to come on and no video 
we'll do, we'll do the blur face like he's in the witness protection program type of thing. Yeah, he probably doesn't even trust producer Zach. Or we could just have him wear a mask. Yeah, he'll have to do it. Michael Myers mask or something. You could wear a Pikachu uh, head. <laughs> oh my! <God. laughs> I mean, it's been done before. It's be done. It's been done before. I've had honestly though, it is worth some worth it for us to discuss that at some point. What I've had, I, there are a lot of requests I've sent out to people who just don't want to show their face. It's tough. We do, you know, we're yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, I know. Well, we can also just we figure it out. The scrambler, voice scrambler, the, scr- the scrambler. So, anyways, uh, Doc Better he tweeted us out. He was also messaging. I think Rob and I personally about this as well. But um, essentially, you know, coming up to the football season right now, we're we're almost at NFL. We're almost at college ball. What you start to see is the old sales tale right now, right? So it's all the the classic touting mechanisms that we've talked about for so long in the show, which is, hey. Season's coming up. I'm the king. I'm the goat. I'm the best. Buy my stuff. Get rich like me. And that's the the underlying sentiment of what happens in all of this. Um, so Doc has put together what he is calling legit. Legit. Which is a metric, all-in-one, pick-seller, evaluation metric that he invented, which stands for a low-effort grade inspecting touts. Little bit of a reach on there, but I appreciate what legit. he did to try to get it to he's be trying legit. to get it to legit. But <laughs> essentially, what he's done here is, um, you know, he's got a little Excel sheet that he tweeted out. You can see it on his Twitter at Doc Better, and he's gone through essentially a rating system that's pretty basic that just uh, adds and subtracts points, kind of like an ELO rating system in chess. It'll add and subtract points based on different things that this tout might have, and um, to be honest, in general. If you follow this, it's actually probably a pretty decent indicator of who's going to win and who's going to lose just from a very simple, um, you know, add plus one, minus one system. Now, obviously, it's not 100%. And I will preface this before we get into what the system is and whether we agree with individuals. I would love for this to exist, but it is going to be extremely manual and labor intensive to actually like upkeep this amongst thousands of touts in the space. But let's get into it, Rob. So we'll, we'll have you kick it off. So I, I appreciate uh, the effort to put something like this together. And I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. We've talked about it on the show before. It, it has merit. Like if you go through some of the things here, but there's also some like stuff that doesn't make sense either where I wouldn't necessarily dock people for it. Here's an example. Okay. Have accused, have people accused them of scamming minus one. Yeah. That's just an accusation. Innocent till proven guilt. Now, if it's multiple people, then maybe there might be something there. Here's an, like we had China on last week, right? I don't know if you can call him that. China, China maniac, China man. I don't even know if that's, that's allowed. It's 2023. I have to be careful with this stuff. If he says, call me this, I'm calling him that. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to... Yeah, it's his name. It is to say that. Yeah. Anyways. If, if he says, hey, call me this, call... Yeah, okay. What, yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, people are commenting already. Like, yeah, easy. Yeah, you know? settle like, down. Chill. Settle, settle had, down, everyone. We had China on last week. Uh, polarizing interview. Okay? There was one comment on the YouTube last week, which was, oh, I don't think Rob vets his guests before he has him on. There was a couple that compared this guy to Simon Hunter. Okay. He, he got a really, really bad rap. And, and he was even like, he, he put out a whole thread 
we got to give him some more credit than than he actually got. He got roasted in the comments, hundred percent, because he's saying he goes through the box scores. Yes, but like, I'll even go as far as to say like. I'm not saying he's going to win long term. I'm not saying any of this stuff because I don't, I don't like, not going to vouch for anybody or anything like that. But like, do I think he has won in previous years, in the previous couple of years? 100%, absolutely, unequivocally, yes. Now, if that's sustainable or not, we'll be up to you guys to decide things like that. But like, I will put my own stamp of approval on the fact that like, I personally believe he has profited, let's say, over the past three years. What do you think, Rob? Oh, I, I would honestly. I would never bet my life on anything because we can never know anything for certain, but I would lay an extremely high price. So like when people are like, oh, Rob didn't vet him, I vetted him very clearly. He works with two people that I highly respect who I've worked with, who I know would vouch, like they're not vouching for nobodies. Let's put it that way. But what he said made it seem like it was too easy to win at sports betting. And I think that's why he got a lot of flack. It's like, oh, I know I, I go through box scores. I have my own algorithm. I kind of like make my own price based off of past things. And the reality of the situation, I think this struck a nerve with people because there's like this contingent of people out there that thinks like you got to be like, you, you have to model with like some sort of statistics degree or whatever to be anything worthwhile. But his thesis is basically that these retail shops and, and PPH shops are, are, are stupid basically. And he can just pick off bad numbers, which is a hundred percent true. There's lots of people that can do that, but going back to the legit system, this guy would have tons of people accusing him of scamming as are a lot of people on Twitter who actually win because it's the culture of betters. All right, I don't Doc, I don't I agree with Rob on that one. I don't I don't believe it. Do you look it's like innocent till proven guilty? Also, yeah, anyone I could accuse anyone of scamming and then what they get negative one doesn't and number of people, bonus multiplier. Yeah. I can't support that one. But honestly though, the one he has above is actually one of the funniest ones. Have links to pay them on their Twitter profile. And then a bonus multiplier for number of payment methods. But, but you know what? See, like, <laughs> but I honestly don't agree with that either because I like I have someone who has originated some smaller market stuff for us before that one one hundred percent won every single year. Unfortunately, I could not fill the bet size that they needed anymore. Moved on to to work with other people, but they have like a tipped me with Bitcoin on their like. Twitter profile okay. and a Bitcoin Fair. address. So, but you gave one example. Of the people who are asking for money for their picks. Yes. Percentage-wise, how many of those win? Right. I, I'm, it's got to be above. No, no. It's got to be below 1%. I would agree. But the, the issue with, like, when you're running some sort of system like this, where you're going to do some sort of evaluation of people. But that's why it's that's why it's low effort grade, inspecting touts. Fair, fair enough. I can see that it's low effort. You just cannot put a ton of stock into it. It, it. At the end of the day, when there are things that are open, not I want to say open to interpretation, but they don't aren't the same for the entirety of the population. So look at this like system. Like if you though. have a private Twitter account, you're a minus one. Like so, okay, I look, understand. No, look at this system. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Look at this system right now. It's basically designed to make, like anyone who is going to be negative on this list is not guaranteed to be a loser. But this will honestly weed out, if you're the average person, this will weed out 
a very large percentage of what we want to call scammers or people who are not legit. For yeah. example, have a pin tweet of a winning day. Now, because you have a pin tweet of a winning day, does that make you a losing better? Absolutely not. I, and, but I, and I will say overall, yeah. majority of people okay. who are selling, who are losing betters, they will have a pin tweet of a, of a winning day. That doesn't mean, and I'm not saying if I had Twitter, I wouldn't pin tweet a winning day. I'm not even saying that. Just overall, like if you do sum this up, it will probably help you out a lot. Fair enough. Because I will say, if I go and I, and I look at a profile that has a pin tweet of a winning day, immediately I make the assumption that that person is a loser. But you could just have a winning day and pin tweet. Also, you, you know what it should be? How far back is your pin tweet of your winning day? That's a if multiplier. You got, that's that's a, mul a multiplier. Oh, is that a multiplier? Number yeah. Number of days back since pin tweet. Oh, so if you have a pin tweet from like a month and a half ago of winning day, that means you haven't had as big a winning day in a month and a half. For those that are listening, so we'll go through the list really quickly. Publicly tracks their plays. Plus one, if yes, minus one, if no. That makes sense to me. Right? You, but again, there's reasons not to track your plays publicly. Sure. But, but this is place pick selling tons. in which there's really no excuse to not tracking your play. You should have them hundred percent track. 100%. If you are pick selling, there should be a public ledger of your plays. Second one on the list, have third party tracking of their plays plus one minus one completely agree with this. This is much more preferable in my opinion. And, but again, third party tracking of their play. Like, listen, obviously um, we're biased, right? We're co-owners of Betstamp. We, we believe in our software. There are competitors out there that allow for third-party tracking of plays. I'm just going to call it out for what it is. A lot of those competitors absolutely suck. Like you can't see any more than the last month of plays from a person. How are you going to get a gauge on, on someone if they're winning better, if everything past a month out is scrubbed? So like it has to be more specific, honestly. That has to be, here are the third parties that are suitable trackers. Well, and even just being able to look through the history, which we always like, some people will sometimes say like, oh, well, if what if Betstamp had like a line error due to a data feed that was there and you, it's like, well, at least it's all there and you can see it. So you can, you can make the decision on your own, but some of these other apps, like they'll have it in a way where you can, you can just tag something as like, bet this for a friend. And then now it doesn't even show up in the record and there's no way to sort that. It's essentially deleted. And then they claim, oh, you can't delete it, but well, okay, well, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I bet these uh, $7,000 of losers for Zach. Right. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, those are the worst. I had a bad college uh, lacrosse week. That was, that was <laughs> tough, tough. At least the limits went up for you, Zach, after a rough week like that. Uh, Third-party tracking showing positive CLV. Third-party tracking showing positive ROI. Sure. Uh, I mean, it could kind of been lumped into the... Like, honestly, I don't care as much if they're positive CLV and ROI as much as if they're tracked. And someone can make their own decisions, but I can get why they're why they're there. Having a private Twitter account, I voice my opinion on that. You're right, Johnny. Probably like most of the scammers have private Twitter accounts. Past post bets that they didn't publicly track. This one is this one drives me insane. When somebody celebrates a winner and like they're just it's it's not even in their their tracking. That's uh that's scamming 101 when it comes down to it. Have links to pay them on their Twitter profile. That's been discussed. Uh, have people accusing them of scamming. We discussed that. Have a pinned tweet of winning day discussed. Have more than 5% fake followers. 
I don't know where, I mean, if you are buying followers in any way, it's probably for a reason that is like illegitimate or some reason to like make you look like you're bigger than you are. So I'm fine with like, Bro, I just thought of an all time plus EV prank. Like how funny would it be if I just bought Rob like a hundred thousand fake <laughs> followers to his Twitter account. I, I, and now he, and everyone knows he has like now a hundred, like he's got whatever, 40, 50 K. And then he's like, just jumps to 150 K. And everyone's like, bro, you bought followers. He's like, no, it wasn't me. How fucking funny is that? Funny that you mentioned this. This happened, <laughs> this happened to me before. What? So I jumped. Oh, from, here we go. I jumped from 20,000 followers to like 60,000. And I, I, true story, probably still have the receipts to show it. Emailed Twitter to let them know that I picked up all those followers and I have no idea how it happened. And they just removed them. But I think someone tried to frame me like that. Bro, I wouldn't put it past it. Some, there's probably someone in Seville right now who's like just sitting at home laughing and you know, that they did that, that, they did that and they thought they were like, ah, a super sharp move. I, I knew that it would, in, the, in the long run it would hurt me. I knew in the long run that it would hurt me. It's it's honestly embarrassing to have like purchased followers for me at least. Like I agree. I, I agree, man. Like, but it's it's like inorganic. Like it's it is embarrassing. But the reality is, let's say let's say you were out to scam, right? You were out to be just like a scam tout. Purchasing followers is almost certainly in your best interest because the vast majority of people can't even tell the difference. But honestly, now there's impressions on the tweet. That's, that is true. Tweet impressions are key in seeing who's actually getting real legit engagement and who's getting, who's buying followers. Bingo. Totally agree with you. Impressions. You know of any winning betters that have Vegas in their username? Um, I'm, I'm gonna just type in uh, into my X. You, you think Las Vegas Chris wins? La well. I, I actually do believe he has some documented winning records. Vegas T-Bone, who we've met at a bet bash before. I think he was up in your grill, maybe. Vegas T-Bone? Vegas T-Bone. Like Colorado-based guy? Don't I think he's like a mover or a runner or something like don't that. Don't even remember? He's there. Winner. You think Vegas, so? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I think he's a winner. Like, pretty confident. Vegas Horse Pools? Oh, that guy's a Scott? winner. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a winner. Yeah. I mean, I can never say for sure. Spoon in Vegas. Spoon is a winner. The spoon. I don't the know. Spoon. Vegas refund. We, Vegas refund. <laughs> I think. I, I. I think he's. I think he's documented winner. Like not on a platform we love. Vegas refund. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Vegas <laughs> refund makes money from sports betting, but it's not from his betting. It's from his pick selling. Very. Very possible. Very possible. I don't. I don't know well enough. But these are people that I have followed. Vegas Maddie is just my proxy. Circa millions should use Vegas Maddie, by the way. Free plug, used them for years. Great guy at Vegas underscore Maddie. Free plug there. But here's one thing that's missing from this list giving out stale lines, unavailable lines. That to me is by far the easiest way to tell if someone is illegitimate. What about not giving the odds beside the thing? Well, that oh. we can go down, down the list, but I think there has to be something in here about that. No odds attached to picks, easy giveaway, right? Like if you can't even put the price or like what to play it to, what, what's the point? 
But what, what about no odds, no spread? You just put like for like the, the, the for, for like Detroit Lions. Bengals. You just put Lions spread. <laughs> Lions <laughs> spread. Your, you just put Lions spread as your tweet. Yeah. Pick for tonight, Lions spread. That would be. That you would don't put the spread. You don't put the odds. No, because then it's all open to interpretation. This I, stuff is honestly not like it's it. it it's not cool. Like I don't enjoy this. I don't even want to. It's there's not, so many more. How about how I could? No, but like it doesn't matter. People don't even care. They literally don't care. Well, that's that's this is what I wanted to get to eventually, right? Is like, first of all, as much as Doc wants to say this is low effort, it's not actually. Well, this is extremely manual labor <laughs> to actually do this. There, there is no like real automation of this that can happen. Like, how do you go about automating this? How do you go about automating, have people accuse them of scamming? Well, also, what happens if you add the pin tweet, but then you remove the pin tweet? Do you keep the negative? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, there's a, but honestly, like, I do think there, it would be cool if there was a fully automated system that could rate people. But then again, you have to remove the biases. You have to actually make sure it's like tracked consistently. And then it, it's cool, but uh, it's, it's tougher. And I don't, I don't think people care about this stuff as much. Like they'll just buy picks. I, I look, they're just like give me the picks. Okay, when when I when I first invested in Betstamp years ago, one of the things we would do was track like media members, right? Like big big media members. Yeah, fairly like legitimately fairly based on their Twitter profile and everything they tweeted out and had like a consistent tracking method for it. We had a method where one somebody would go through it, log picks. Somebody else had to verify that those were correct. It was like kind of both people inputting and. If they didn't match, they didn't go in. So there's like, it's not foolproof, but it's 99.999%. And people would catch wind of it, the ones that were being tracked. And then they would post to their public profiles that, oh, you know, Betstamp is like, it's falsifying my records or whatever, and this and that. And ultimately, it just ended up being way more work then it was worth it because not only like there are so many people, the vast majority of people out there, sad, very, very sad. You might be one of them watching or listening to this. Cannot tell when they're being scammed. And I'm using the word scammed loosely, like misled, right? But if me and Johnny were to name people that we are certain are not winning sports bettors that have large followings on Twitter, and someone was to go type something to them about being like a long-term loser or whatever, there's going to be an army of defense on every single one of these people. And I don't know what it is. I've never really been able to explain it. While I love this system, it's going to lead to nothing. Even if it's maintained, well-maintained. Somebody might want to just do the honorable thing and do it and keep it going. But ultimately... It's extremely sad to say that it will have almost no impact on the world. Do you agree? Like, not no impact, but like, yeah, it, it just people like the masses don't really give a shit. The, the problem, in my opinion, with these is that the people who follow them already just don't care. Well, they already know. Most people who would follow us already know who's good and who's not. Exactly. No, no, no. I mean, the people who follow these people already, they just don't care. Like, there's, like, certain people, you see it online all the time, uh, and it's, like, these people are consistently losing. They are well-known for deleting all of their plays and stuff. 
but then they'll be like, oh, I don't give my, I don't sell my picks. And then people run to their defense in the comments. They're like, oh, he, d- he gives them for free. Like, what do you care? It's yeah, like, exactly. Well, you're, this you're is just my point. people. This is my point. It's just like this culture of, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is just like the sense of being accepted and being part of a community and other, and I, again, trying not to sound arrogant, but like other losing betters being able to relate to other losing betters that they just don't want to hear it. Like they don't want to hear that the person that they interact with on a daily basis and that they wake up in the morning to check their tweets and set tweet notifications for is misleading them. Like yeah. who wants to hear that? Yeah. And it's it's sad, but I mean, there's no system that's going to change that. There's not. I mean, the only thing I've ever been able to come up with is that might, which will never happen. It's not even feasible. So I don't even know why I'm saying it, but it's... If, if you want to operate in a state as a, as a sports book, you have to apply for a license. If you want to affiliate for a sports book in different U.S. states, you have to apply for a license to do that. I think in a perfect world, if you want to sell picks, you should have to apply to some governing body that chooses whether or not you're able to sell picks. And then that's just going to get biased and corrupted as well. Uh, well, Probably. And, and who's going to be put on that reg, that regular? Yeah, I disagree with that. Capacity. I disagree with the regulatory and that. It's like, no, they're not going to do anything. No one knows. But it's just, it's up to the people to be like, I buy whatever. And at the end of the day, if you get scammed, you get scammed. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm only speaking like perfect world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like if, if, it, if it was real smart bettors that were part of that regulatory body, where a tout had to apply to them, it'd be different. And it doesn't mean that you only pick the people who are winning. They just have to go through a rigorous process. Every pick has to be publicly kept. Every pick that they send out has to be a widely available line. Like there just have to be rules in place. They don't even do that with like investments. And I stuff. know it's a, it's a joke. It's, like it's a joke. Bigger money. All right, Zach, you got your plus EV negative EV play of the week. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So first of all, let's go negative EV. Um, working with, uh, Joey Kanish as his sole producer. My <laughs> God, man. Figure out his headphones, figure out his mic every single time. He shows up a couple minutes late, then you got to delay something, then you got to fix it again, then he leaves the room, then he comes back in, the mic's all different. I think that's negative EV. goes goes without saying, you guys know. Um, Put that as the clip for this week. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, I, I actually feel bad for the people who have to work with Kanish. I like Kanish, but my God, this guy is on like his own calendar like schedule how many times that we have to start we've started sending him calendar invites for like all the stuff that he records so maybe you'll get like a notification that it's time still gonna show up late on top of that i've offered to buy this guy a high-end microphone a million times he always tells me something different oh yeah i went out and i picked up this new one don't worry i'm gonna try it this week oh this one had just a problem with the cord i got it fixed i don't know why this guy won't accept a microphone from me like I'm not, we're literally the hammer is just paying for his equipment. Like any, he just <laughs> thinks, I, he, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't understand the guy. All right. Positive Zach. Uh, positive EV is, um, I mean like the actual process of it kind of sucks, but I'm moving downtown now. Um, so excited about that. Uh, I told you guys driving downtown sucked. That was a negative EV a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. No more drive. I picked up keys this morning, left my car in the parking lot, walked over here. I like walking. I know you don't, Johnny, but I like walking. It was a nice walk over. How long? Nice to, How long was, like was the walk? Ju- 
22 minutes it took me. Oh, so. that's my negative EV play of the week. <laughs> Anyways, point is, I like moving, it was choosing nice. your location and purposely choosing somewhere 22 minutes away from, from the office is a negative EV move for me. Anyways, <laughs> I moved in. Well, I'm moving in. Uh, I picked up keys and stuff when saw the place this morning. Congrats. So I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. Be close to the office. Close to everyone. No more having to uh, drive downtown in the morning and fight through shitty city traffic. So there you go. That's mine. Honestly, congrats. It's going to be fun. You could have been 20 minutes closer to everyone, though. Also, by the way, you, we, Johnny and I broke down the insurance thing, and oh. it, it makes sense. Wow. Right? So, yes, wow. I will. This I, happened. This happened. Okay, so... I'll just go ahead and say it right now. So, are you going to apologize? No, 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 no. No, there's like, no need for apology. There's no need for I, apology. I, I he he said it. his insurance was 42 a month for his, his 10 insurance, to which I said, that's obviously a ripoff. Yeah. And a couple guys in the comments agreed. Yeah, either way, you say you got fleeced. So, yeah, there's no need for me to apologize if I, if he says his insurance is that much. Yes. Like, what am I going to say? No, it's, it's lower. Like, it might be lower. But in actually debunking this guy's policy, uh, because he bundled his home and auto... He was able to save on the auto. So technically on his bill, his his tenant insurance is technically 40-something. But were he to remove that, his auto would go up 30. Yeah. Thus, essentially, his tenant insurance is only 10, which is more a respectable rate. Yeah. So he's not actually getting fleeced for the listeners who are... So many people were worried, and we almost <laughs> actually uh, got a sponsorship from uh, Geico as well for this week. But I actually we had did to have pull people it. like message me. So How long did it take you to people. do that? To do what? It was very quick. I looked at the thing, and like, he looked the next it up. Week, we, and I was like, we took. Oh, yeah, I, was was I hope he didn't take more than ten minutes. Of no, 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 no. I listen. I like to right, look well, out. I'm, I'm I like glad, to look out for the. the I'm glad here. Zach's not getting fleeced like yeah. we thought he was. So I got I got my plus and negative. Very uh, simple, quick ones today. Okay, positive EV move. It's a shout out to producer Zach. Buddy, this mic arm is the biggest plus EV move we ever did in the studio. I was an absolute menace moving around that one. It was. I can't do, like, this one fits. The mic arm is just beautiful. Right, holds it up to my face. Anyone who's watching the video could probably even uh, attest. It probably sounds a lot cleaner. So that's the positive EV move of the week. Negative, all right? This is like just an overall call out to anybody right now who's doing this because this is such a negative EV move, okay? Caring at all that Twitter rebranded to X because you know what? It doesn't matter at all and it's never affecting your life and it's li it's quite literally the exact same thing with a different logo. They didn't even change up anything. It's the same thing. You have a different logo on your phone. Suck it up. Who gives a shit? They switched the name. You don't control it. You don't impact it. It's done. You're still going to use the thing. Yeah. So shut up. Yep. It's done. But are you going to call it tweets or X's now? Whatever, bro. It doesn't matter. Call it tweets. Uh, posts, call it X's. Posts, it doesn't matter. Posts. Everyone's going to still know what it is if you call it Twitter. The only negative EV is if you keep saying and complaining how Twitter has rebranded to X and waste time saying, which is pretty much what I'm doing right now, talking about it. So that's it. I'm done. Rob. <laughs> I mean, it's actually a pretty genius move. There's a lot of people who are talking about it regardless. I don't care either way, one way or another. It doesn't affect my life. Exactly like you said. Uh, I'm already changing this segment, by the way. I'm not doing a plus EV move this week. I'm just doing two negative EV moves. Okay. Wait, I got a plus EV move for you, though. Okay. If you just inverse one of your negative EV moves, I, I it becomes a positive EV move. <laughs> I thought about it, but I couldn't work it in. <laughs> okay. But you're right, 100%. You could just think of stuff that... Like you just uh, say not doing this. Yeah. 
Okay, go. First and foremost, okay? Sorry for the listeners. We'll, we'll embed the clip down below. I love playing pickleball. It's very, very fun. But they're now starting to air this stuff on TV, on ESPN. This is by far the worst imaginable sport to watch. And I don't know if my complaint is with ESPN or the people who watch it, but it is actually terrible. There's nothing, this sport cannot take off. Like it's so fun. I don't know if you've ever played it before, Johnny. We're watching it right now. When you're performing these actions, it feels like you're moving a mile a minute. Like it, it feels very, very fast. But like, do they hit winners or no? This rally is going to go on for seven Yeah, but I'm days. saying like, do they hit winners? Or? What winners? It's like, like, why aren't they hitting winners, bro? Because it's so hard to hit a winner. Look, like, at, the, where, look at the where, net and where they have to hit the ball. But it, where do you have to hit the ball? Into the... Yes. It's just like tennis. No way. You have to hit it into that yes. the little area? Yes. Oh, yeah. You could barely hit a winner unless the other guy no, pops it don't. up. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to hit it. Can you hit it into the two squares, like where you would serve in the tennis Yes. Area? Yes. Wait, you can hit into backcourt? Yes. yes. Why are they not hitting backcourt? Exactly. This okay, game, that's this, this game is just outrageous. They're, that's such a... But they should be like, hitting backcourt. This is one you put on on TV. This though, is like so. optimal strategy for the game. Optimal is strategy is to, is to continual drop shot. I guess nobody's figured out a way to rip winners yet so far, but every single one I've seen are like these insanely long rallies. We need a pickleball expert as a guest. I need this to get to the bottom. Okay, okay. I've never watched pickleball before. This can't be optimal strategy. Okay. You, we've tennis has been around for many years. Imagine this, betting. Imagine, on, imagine betting on this. This is essentially doubles tennis, and in doubles tennis, this is not the strategy. So how could you possibly it, well, think it's, it's this is different the because of the 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 racket and like it's not the exact same. The physics aren't the same. I'm having a, sh a really hard time understanding why they're not hitting full court. I'll tell got, you this. We've had some crazy takes on this show before. Yeah. If Johnny and I picked up pickleball paddles tomorrow, we're winning this tournament. This one right here? Yeah, this one right here. We're winning this tournament. You know what, though? We need to have, we need to have a hammer pickleball event. It's very fun to play. Let's yeah. play some squash, man. Like, sure. I'll, I'll do anything way with better. a racket. Give me a racket and I'll play it. Remember when I... When I when I won against you in ping pong, but when wearing a winter jacket, oh, dusty right now. I've been picking up my game. I have a new paddle. But have you ever have you ever beaten me wearing a full winter jacket? I'll literally beat you in a onesie. <laughs> I'll never allow that Tomorrow. to happen. By the way, I'll never allow that to happen again. I will always have that. I, I will play you. I will play you right now after this podcast is done, and I will use you use a paddle. I use my phone, and I'll bet you on it. I'll videotape it. You see this uh, surface? I just want to know how much spin you can get with this thing. I use the phone. As is. You, here's the thing. Well, now if you turn this down, you, you lose either way. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't ever way. lose to you. This is the same as the Ben the Better challenge. If I'm telling you right now, I'll play you. Of course I'm going to win, John. No, but I'm going to bet you. I'll bet you. But there's, I'll but, bet you at even money. But that way it's like, okay, but well, you have money on the line. But there's one time in a million where I lose. But if I, I bet you at even money I for would, an amount that's worth it. Like it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. But like I'll bet you I'll bet you 100 bucks. I'll bet you something non not what's, what's our what's our sheet amount? Do we have a sheet amount? It's more than 100. I'll bet you for the sheet amount. You'll bet me for the sheet amount. Yes, and I play with my phone as oh, the power. How am I going to turn this down? Of course I'm going to do this. Okay. Done. All right, we'll play sheet right amount. after this. I game. mean it's it's actually means oh means God. something. Okay. <laughs> Second minus EV move. I live in like a suburb suburban area. It's like rural, quiet, okay? 
And like over time in all these areas, as you know, Johnny, speed bumps go up to like slow down the traffic. You get these things that, uh, these like vertical things now to like try to force your car to slow down in between them. They don't, you know, they don't really work either. You still got tons of space, okay? But whoever came up with the idea of putting like the speed clocks up in these neighborhoods to try to slow cars down, there's no one who is ever gonna slow. Every single person is going to boot it and see how fast they can go in that area to get that stupid thing flashing. Like this is the dumbest idea ever. And they've existed forever. Like since I go back in time and all I see are people just flying. Like if you wanna get someone to slow down, you do not show them a number that they might not even be aware of. Like somebody might be going like 50 in a 40, 55 in a 40, but that's just like their usual driving pace. Now they see it up on like a big monitor as they're driving by, they're gonna gun it to get that thing to as high as it's gonna go. So for the love of God, for public safety, for the people who wanna get cars to slow down in the neighborhoods, abolish the stupid signs. Because I'll tell you, when I see that sign, first instinct is gun it. And it's not just me. I take my dog for a walk around the neighborhood. I see those signs around. As soon as people get by there, they're gone, man. So minus EV, get rid of those completely. They drive me crazy. That's it. Two minus EVs. All right. Anyways, this has been episode 113 of the Circles Off Sports Betting Podcast presented by Pinnacle Sports here on the Hammer Betting Network. Check out Betstamp. Check out Zach's channel. Leafs Digest. Is he he giving out lacrosse picks yet? Check out the Rink Rat Report. Jason's channel. He's sitting in right now. And thanks for the coffee, Jason. And we will see you all next week. Peace.